0: Little, 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 little. and hello everybody everybody hello and welcome to we sing it Yes, this is a weekly podcast that
1: focuses in on all the movies, TV, and entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And this is Josh. And we are joined today by Master Mixologist from Fort Lauderdale, Eaker. Yes. What's up, Iker? Welcome. Thank you, thank you, guys. How you doing?
0: Yes, welcome to the pod, man. Welcome to the
1: pod. And uh, for those viewing uh, this episode, as you can tell, our location Mm -hmm. is a little bit different today. We're actually recording directly from the Green Hat. The Green Hat is a brand new speakeasy located inside Extreme Action Park. And... uh, Iker here is our um, master mixologist. So Iker, for those listening and watching and learning about you for the first time, tell us a little bit about your story. How did you let's talk about mixology and your journey into it?
2: Um, Okay, starting with my journey into the mixology world and the whole hospitality world. um, It started after college in, I want to say 2013, 2014. Nice. I first started actually at high volume um, bars. Believe it or not, um, it was. What's a what's a high value bar? Uh, not Body. really a speakeasy. So oh, pretty man. much all drinks are gonna be basic drinks: gin and tonics, uh, nice. rum and coke, um, things like that. You get me. So mm-hmm. it's really not too personal with the uh, guests or the clientele that comes in. It's more of a fast speed. You get me. Okay. Quick, here you go. Gotcha. Um, so it started like that um, at places like Art Walk, are you familiar with Art Basel? Yeah, yeah. they do something similar called Art Walk in Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. and they used to do that. I still think they do that, if I'm not gonna lie, they still do it, but it's not run by the same people. Um, it was like once a month, okay, and it was just high volume, uh, a lot of vendors, they would close the street. And they'd have vendors, food trucks, music, live bands, you know. So it was more of that style of crowd. Um, so that's where I started. Uh, I liked the whole vibe, the whole music setting, talking to people, dealing with people, you know. So I got my certificate to become a bartender nice. in Tampa. So I went to the American Bartending School of Tampa. That was right after college before moving back to Miami. Um Uh, And then here, the way I started was actually through uh, restaurants. I did high-end first before jumping into the mixology. Um, So I got the opportunity to work at Il Tuscano Ristorante. It's a pretty good restaurant, Italian uh, family-based in West Pembroke Pines. Um, I had the opportunity to work with Andres Nunez, he's an amazing bartender mixologist. I uh, had experience working in L.A., in New York, if I'm not mistaken. He was the one who kind of got me into the whole mixology world, okay? There is more than just the basic drinks, the margarita, mm-hmm. the Mai tais. you get me. There is more into that, which is called mixology. It's with high-end products. You use fresh lime juice, fresh uh, syrups that you make in, at home, uh, in-house. Um, so it's a different kind of of clientele. I'm not going to lie and 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 drink. Uh, experience um before i moved into actual mixology mixology focus on only cocktails uh i got the opportunity to actually learn front of the house and back of the house of the whole restaurant experience Gosh. which was in a way i think why everything worked out in the way it did in me taking in a, in a way a little bit longer to come to the scene of mixology world was because i was actually in the journey of learning like I say, the whole restaurant uh, industry, not just attending the bar, but also mm-hmm. can you serve a two-top? Can you serve a four-top? Can you serve a six-top? Can you serve a 10-top, a 12-top, and then a 50-top and plus with another service helping you out? Mm-hmm. So I was able to actually learn that part of the restaurant industry, which was amazing. Um, after, I want to say, like almost a year or two at Il Tuscano, I got the opportunity to go to a bigger restaurant called Gigi's Waterfront in Hollywood Mm -hmm. this was like a university for me believe it or not of the whole restaurant industry as far as not only working in a restaurant and only seated 100 people or 150 people now we're talking about 400 and plus people okay five managers on the floor two bars one outside bar with 27 seats three bartenders there okay an inside bar more of a high elegant style with 12 seating Okay, oh, nice. this has a hot kitchen, a cold kitchen. Okay, you have to make sure, like, where you send the ticket, like a food ticket item, to the raw, to the a raw kitchen, to the hot kitchen. You know, it was like a more of a better. What's the, the difference
0: th- between a hot kitchen and a cold kitchen? In a cold kitchen, everything like is sandwiches. pretty much.
2: Mm, uh, in a cold kitchen everything is pretty much raw so it's oysters seafood salads all of that comes from the cold section Mm. and then you have the steak you have pasta and anything that's hot comes from the uh, hot kitchen oh you get me so these things i had really no idea that it kind of worked like that for that's why i say like this was kind of like university for me um also learning from other bartenders you get me that had more experience than me I uh, had to kind of gain my position in there. You get me like five and g- earn my stripes in a way. Mm-hmm. You get me in the whole restaurant uh, world. So that was an amazing opportunity for me. I'm not going to lie, like learning from Gigi's Waterfront and moving up in the in the industry. You know, that was the second restaurant I worked at. Um, coming after only having my certificate of bartending, like never really doing this in my life. Um mm-hmm. One thing I did experience at Il Tuscano, my first restaurant, that was the thing that kind of got me into more into the whole bartending and mixology and falling in love with the whole uh, is more of taking care of the guests. At one point, Andres, my mentor at Il Tuscano, he had to leave for two months and he left me there like by myself to run the show. He told me at one point, you're right now taking care of my clients and my customers. I want you to build your customer base. So that's when I, uh, for the first time, experienced like people coming back because of me. On my days off, people on my days off, some guests would go in. I'm not there. They would get up and leave. And then I would go one day. They'll come back and they're like, "Hey, we came here. You weren't here. We left." I'm like, "Oh wow!" So is this this is so important for me to be here? Now I understand why. So the only thing that I have to do is pretty much be myself. Yeah, you get me a spoil every single person that comes in. Show them a good time, and that's it you get me so that was like this is easy all i have to do is learn the industry behind me Mm -hmm. i already have kind of what it takes to handle the bar um so i continued my uh journey with the restaurant uh uh industry and then i went to divieto ristorante it was a brand new restaurant very similar to gg's waterfront but it was italian and this was the place i was opening up from scratch So it was the first time that I was actually going to be in a restaurant where it's not even built yet.
3: Right. And we're taking
2: classes at a hotel room, you know? Wow. Yes. And it's like we're doing mock testing first before opening the restaurant with people and family guests, you know, that come in so we can practice. Mm -hmm. You get me? It was an amazing experience going from there to opening the entire restaurant. And then COVID came and we had to close it down.
3: Yes. Oh, wow. That's horrible. Yes,
2: absolutely. Yeah. So that was uh, it hurt a lot of people. I'm not going to lie. Everybody knows it. Yeah. But um, it uh, it happened Uh, after COVID. We came back. Management changed. I decided to leave. And then I went to apothecary. Apothecary was the first time I worked at a speakeasy cocktail bar that actually focus on mixology and only cocktails nice they did have a food menu because they work with uh pizza craft right next to them mm-hmm. but their main focus is mixology so i was there like okay this is this is what i want to do Ooh. i want to start less worrying about the food and worry more about cocktail and mixology which is what i like so that's where my journey started as far as sticking to speakeasies and cocktail bars um uh, from there i had the opportunity to work at no man's land it was an amazing experience also a speakeasy vibe uh, i met amazing people also um so it was like more experience for me then i actually went to blue steel pizza after that amazing experience working with lou lou, lou vega um Lou in the mix. Lou Vega? Lou in the mix. No, Lou
1: nah, not the singer.
2: A little <laughs> bit of <laughs> <laughs> Little
1: bit No,
2: if I'm not <laughs> mistaken, his name is Lou Narvaez. Yes, he's uh, a Portorian from Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, he opened Blue Seal Pizza in a um, commercial. There used to be a great Gatsby there, and now it's a Blue yeah. Seal yeah. Pizza. Oh, okay. uh, so, he was running the show for for until it lasted. Wait, so, oh, no, you didn't work there when it was Gatsby. So. No, absolutely no, no, not. No. no, right after. Mm-hmm so he was another big influence in like until recently i'm not gonna lie of my whole mixology world as far as learning more about mixology learning skills behind the bar like double jiggering measurement wise usually you do one jigger and you double flip it and but he actually got me to use double jiggers that had different measurements so you actually have more precision they're precise and everything is more consistent um flare, a little bit of flair throwing things in the air more like wow that style of bartending also craft cocktailing like it was in simple so drinks. it was
0: like uh the tom cruise movie cocktail kind
2: of thing <laughs> hey i'm not gonna lie he's, yeah. he's an amazing guy yes <clears throat> i look up to him he's 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 awesome person um so yeah he taught me a lot i feel like at blue steel that was a the like, a, not like a lesson that I definitely learned, uh-huh. but it was more of getting me ready for this opportunity in our Green Hat Bar. Nice. I was pretty much, for the main part, running almost that restaurant. Like, I was 56 hours, 60 hours working there. So, I kind of had that responsibility in my back of, okay, if he's not here, I'm, I'm have to handle it. Let's do, I already know front of the house. I already know back of the house. That's a place that's more, it's, it had its craft cocktails, but it was also more of a restaurant. It had a lot of tables. it had pizza. It was Detroit style pizza. Mm -hmm. Um, so. I had to do a lot. It was a lot of responsibility for me, like running pretty much the place from getting reservations to sitting people down, to yeah. taking their order, to making their drinks, to grabbing their food, to play, uh, serving their food. Um, so from start
3: to finish, like from, from walk into start to the door, finish, honestly, to from the
2: opening door. the place, lights up, TV's on, okay, music that up. Lights, uh, prepping everything, having everything ready, the whole batching of of cocktails, the whole importance of fresh fruit, everything, everything that needed to be done as far as my end, which is the bar, and then also front of the house. So when he left, unfortunately, he he like left Blue Steel. He mm-hmm. went back to Jersey, and it kind of the vibe kind of changed in the place. I'm not okay. gonna lie. So I left as well. And then I got the opportunity, I got contacted by Kevin, actually, from Extreme Action Park to come here. I had no idea that this had existed. I went on Instagram, I saw the pictures, and I saw Lauren. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I see Lauren there. I know Lauren because I work with her at Apothecary. Mm -hmm. I'm like, cool. That's a cool place. If I get to work with her, that's dope. I know her. She knows mixology the same way I do, or maybe even more. Mm -hmm. Um, So why not? I came here, man, probably one of the best experiences as far as, uh, hiring process. Cause I had really, I wasn't sure what to expect. I just came in for an interview and Kevin was the person who interviewed me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I'm Kevin, I'm the hiring manager. I make sure that I hire the right attitude for the park. We also have a various director, Jesse, and we have Joe, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. (laughs) joe is the beverage director (laughs) (laughs) i had no idea who he was honestly um then i i guess i passed with him you know then jesse comes in all right Mm -hmm. Jesse asked me more kind of like in depth questions. All right. Have what? you created? Every-
0: I remember uh, Kevin told me that uh, the first thing he asked is he asked you to make like a drink or something like that, right?
2: That was when I was already here at the speakeasy. I'm talking like be- before oh, they before even they gave get me have. here. To oh, the wow. Speakeasy Because before it was outside. Yeah. Before here. And then, like I said, Jesse comes in and he asked me more in depth questions. Have you created your own menu? Like, have you made your own cocktail drinks? What have you worked with? Whatever. And then, all right. I think he kind of knows, you know, like what he's talking about. Let's bring him to the bar. Mm. So they bring me to the speakeasy. Spig- I come here. I'm like, man, this is a pretty dope place. I'm not going to lie. And just to tell you this right now, this is something that I haven't even said, but uh, I did kind of have a deja vu when I walked in here. Like as soon as I walked in here and I saw the place, I'm like, man, I've I've been here before. So I kind of had like a like a good sign when I came here from the beginning. I kind of had like goosebumps and everything. I'm like, man, this is so crazy. So I go behind the bar. I meet Joe. Joe asks me questions. He knows I worked with Chevy before. Chevy was my beverage director at No Man's Land. Oh, so okay. we had people we knew in common. But he kind of wanted to test me, see what what was so all like. About. Would you
0: say that the the community is, is kind of like is small and uh, like tight knit, right? Like the community of like... uh, Like bartenders and
2: mixologists. Everybody knows each other. Especially, yes. Here in Fort Lauderdale, yes. I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I started at restaurants. It wasn't like the same people. It was just restaurant people, a lot of servers, a lot of people who worked in the morning. I mean, uh, study, like work in the morning or study in the morning and then Mm -hmm. had to do something in the afternoon. Like this wasn't their Mm full-time job. So it wasn't until I started working at Apothecary that I started to meet like all these people that really work in the same industry. Yes. Like Lauren, Andres from Apothecary, Jess, uh, Troy from No Man's Land, Hernan from No Man's Land. So, yeah. And then through them also, well, that's a little bit, I can talk that uh, maybe ahead because that was after I had already joined here. Yeah. They are a big part of how I've met a lot of people already and how people have known me a little bit more of like my skills and everything that i have That's to dope. offer to the industry before it was like i know a lot of it i have a lot of practice but i'm i'm not here to show it off nobody really knows about me like that you get mm-hmm. me so being an apothecary helped me a lot definitely a no man's land helped me a lot blue seal also and then here absolutely 100 the main focus is myself is the only man the, gra- the guy in the green hat so it's obviously more about myself now going back to the how the whole process of hiring and being behind the bar and making drinks, uh, they actually told me like, all right, can you make us drinks? You know, and I'm like, damn, yeah, okay. So I see everything that I have in front of me is very similar the way you set up a bar mm-hmm. in the mixology world. That's something I did learn. Mm-hmm. Like when I saw that and how they had everything organized, I'm like, this is very easy. I can read this. very simple. So I'm like, okay, perfect. I see everything that I have. And I asked Kevin, what do you like liquor wise? What do you like? And what do you like, Jesse? And what do you like? Okay. I can make you something with those flavors. You know, I see you have like mango here, peach here, like these, all these flavors. So I pretty much made, if I'm not mistaken, I made them something called peaches and Dreams, <laughs> Yeah. Which is a mezcal and bourbon combined with mango. I did lamb juice. And maybe I did some pineapple, too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. Yeah, I shocked that very well. And it was like, I, they liked it. Well, they liked well, that a
1: lot. What was interesting about that process was that Jesse basically gave him a challenge and said, and Jesse has been on the podcast, too. He's He's been with us okay. before. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse told him, my least favorite type of liquor is mezcal. I want you to make a drink with mezcal that <laughs> I am going to enjoy. Correct. And he did it. Is, <laughs> he actually made it that that happen. Yeah. yeah, I had
2: already played with mezcal before and bourbon. So I'm like, I know this too much well. And I knew, but I, I did it before with peach and pineapple. They didn't have peach, they actually have mango. But I'm like, okay, this works perfectly fine, also, you know? That's pretty dope. Yeah. So I did that. They liked it a lot. Did I make
1: another drink? You actually, made a couple. You yeah. You made a, you made did, a couple right? on the spot. Yeah. But it was just also, I think, us watching Eager behind the bar, he had this flow, this okay. natural flow. Like he had been there before. Like, he knew where everything was, even though it was his first time seeing the bar. And the way he just worked it, we were like, dude, this guy's a natural. Not only that, it was his style in which he engaged with us. Because we had interviewed a couple other people. There was one guy who was great, but he was very robotic. And then there was a guy who was great talking to people, but Mm -hmm. he really didn't know drinks. And then Eker was, like, the best of both worlds. Like, Eker had the style where, like, dude, he is the man in the green hat. Like, <laughs> he is the man in the green hat. now everywhere he goes, he wears the green hat. And people were like, oh, dude, that's the guy in the green hat. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's the guy, you know? Yeah, so, so it was really cool. It was a on. pretty
2: awesome experience. I'm not going to lie. Just the whole, the whole uh, mm-hmm. journey of, of getting to where I am today, you know, of even starting out getting, getting my certificate diploma, you know, back in 2014, something like that, mm-hmm. to here, to what I am today. It's like everything that I was in my head aiming for in the whole mixology world. Because I, like I said, I didn't start in a sports bar or I didn't go to a club and worked at a club. I never wanted those scenes. It was more mm-hmm. like first the high-end restaurant industry and then jumping into kind of like the same high-end cocktail mixology <laughs> world. You guys me? It's like mm-hmm. a high-end uh, cocktail bar. Mm-hmm. Um so that whole transition of, of of everything, all that I've been through is pretty much this. And then, like I said, the whole experience of of talk to him in my first interview and then doing Jesse and then coming here and then having to do all these drinks. It's like, wow, awesome. So then I think it's a week after or something like that, two weeks after they call me to offer me the job. And I'm like, yes, of course, man. Absolutely. So that's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, it's been amazing. I'm not
1: going to lie. Now, um, ever since, um, you know, Iker joined the Green Hat, eager has been adding his own flavor to the mix as far as, like, uh, creating cocktails and, and adding drinks. Um, what we have here is a drink you created. Correct. It's named after you, the yeah, Kiki. The
2: Kiki. Kiki is my nickname. Yeah, uh, it's not my family calls tell us,
1: Tell it. us more about what we're about to try.
2: Okay, so, um, liquor base, this is going to be tequila. Um... I honestly, when I started in the industry and ever since I started drinking, I always liked rum Mm -hmm. Uh, and drinks with rum, rum and coke or or tiki drinks. Um, But um, ever since I started playing more with tequila and like getting the taste of it, I I enjoy more tequila and also because it's the only upper liqueur out there. Mm. Everything else is a downer. So tequila, it's an upper liqueur. Uh, I like that about it. So I use actually silver and reposado. Um, and I like also, my favorite color is green. Also the man in the green it. hat. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, it kind of works well. Um, at Blue Steel, I learned to play and mix match with colors as far as different colors, liqueurs, and combining them to make a different color. So mm. for which this one, I combine a, a, a liqueur that's chinola, which is yellow passion fruit liqueur and then I combine an orange liqueur which is blue curacao Mm -hmm. when you combine yellow and blue green comes out okay um so this drink um originally when I made it it had no cucumber at all it was pretty much half of lime half of agave to go back I wanted to create something for the people who actually like margaritas Mm-hmm. and Long Island iced teas, blue Long Island iced teas. Nice. So it's something that I honestly, that you can get at any other bar, but I don't want to make it in my bar, but I'm going to make you something similar to that, but better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm hitting you there with four liqueurs, believe it or not. So you're going to have half a lime, half of agave. Okay. And then you're going to have a uh, half of blue curacao, which makes it blue.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: and then three quarter rounds of passion fruit liqueur, which is chinola combining those two makes it green like i said and then i do one ounce of silver uh tequila and then one ounce of reposado tequila
1: nice.
2: i model Spacious. cucumber to oh i also add believe it or not to make it give it a little spice to it a scotch bonnet pepper extract okay this thing is one of the most the spiciest peppers scotch, out there
3: scotch bonnet, bonnet. yes sir. that's the stuff's on the side of the rim that's no
2: <laughs> actually on the side of the rim that's uh I it warm like the insect salt. I got it warm salt. Oh, cool. Yes, which um, is dope. I'm not gonna lie too. I don't wanna rim it with salt. Everybody does salt. I mm-hmm. wanted to do something different, Mexican style, if anything, I it warm salt, you get me?
3: Yeah, no. So um,
2: crazy. it has like very less than a quarter ounce of this spice, because it's very potent, you know? And I only wanted to give you a little kick. At the beginning it had no type of refreshment to it. I came across cucumber and i said my cucumber is green this is super watery uh so i think it's gonna balance well to like blend a little bit that spice that it has and like to blend with all the powerful flavors that you have in there as well so it's called the kiki um this is pretty much me (laughs) in a drink um passion fruit mainly uh and tequila because like i said and I started playing with tequila. I like it a lot. It's an upper liqueur and mainly because of the green color and passion fruit. Passion fruit is a a fruit that grows um, tremendously in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it also represents me for that. I'm from Venezuela. So yes, that you have it, Kiki. All right. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Give it a try. Let's try
2: this, guys. Cheers.
1: Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you for the invite Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. to this podcast. Oh, that's good, yo. Like yeah, think it's, it's, it's a good balance between it's like very spicy drink. and like refreshing at the same time.
0: Mm.
1: It's, it's Got, got a, a mild sweetness
2: on on to it.
0: Very crisp. This is bad. This is gonna like sneak up on you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is good though. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! This is how I would think uh, like cactus juice would taste like in a cartoon.
0: Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah,
3: like <laughs> like that bad. Yes. Like it's a crisp. Like <laughs> so good, man. Yeah, so absolutely. You want to eat the paper? Going to eat the paper? Oof. Not yet. <laughs> we still got a bunch of other uh, podcasts. can't be that bad. <laughs> can't be that bad. Do it. Bro. It's going you forward. just went that, in. This huh? is what
1: he's known for on the podcast. He's in, the dude. guy that'll do something like
3: that. <laughs> Maverick. wild card. Oh, look at him. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Remember? <laughs> it's just for garnish. Yeah, it's all track, bro.
3: it's <laughs> so like it must have been just tasted like straw and seeds. It's not that bad.
1: <laughs> no, this is yeah. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a big popular drink uh with the guests. I think once they see it visually, yeah, they all want to order it. It's it's, a, a, it's like one of the most aesthetically pleasing looking drinks, you know. It's
0: a, it's a it's a beautiful looking drink. Yeah. It just makes me uh, ask the question, like, if you guys had to think of a drink that, like, what uh, Iker said, like, that's that's you, what would you say?
1: Nah, I would or agree. You? Whoa, like, if I had oh, a drink for me, yeah, it would definitely have to have some type of tropical fruit in it. Um, like, I'm big on pineapple and stuff like that. Um, Liquor-wise, I'm definitely... I'm 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 between like tequila and Just rum. Idiot. Mine is usually fruity and sweet. Fruit and okay. sweet is, is definitely my is my up my alley. What about you guys? <laughs> I don't think mine would taste
3: as good. Yeah, I don't think it tastes <laughs> good. I don't think mine would taste as good at all. Uh, yeah, what would mine be? It would probably have something to do with gin.
2: Gin and okay.
3: lime. Yeah, gin and lime. I was... I thought you were gonna go rugged like uh
1: it's going to, Gin's have to be pretty rigid, bro. It's going to, to be <laughs> actually. You know, it's funny. I never had gin before. Eker, I met Eker. Oh, I never real? tasted gin. I didn't know anything about gin. Okay. I now love gin because of <laughs> you. Seriously, like some some of my my favorite drinks on the menu gin? are gin based because I learned it through him. I'm not a fan of gin. Never liked it's it.
3: okay. Honestly, I think <laughs> it's because you haven't had a drink that was made well to enjoy. The last gin. time I had a
0: gin. It was at
3: your house. I don't think I made it. I don't think I made it. Yeah, it was 15, 20
0: years ago. Oh, and my God. it was a gin and tonic. It was <laughs> Genatonic. a gin and tonic.
3: <laughs> that
0: was the first time and the nah, last time. it was time. a giblet. Was that what that was? It was a giblet. Whatever it was.
3: Because I... uh, we were going to that one, um, the Supercon.
0: Yeah. We, getting, and was I was like, like that was the first time and brand. the last time. It was like, I drank it. I want one of this.
1: Well, we may change your mind because the <laughs> next drink after this has gin in it. It has no, gin in it? Yeah. You're awesome. going to like that one. You're going to like that awesome. one.
3: This yep. is absolutely fucking delicious.
1: No, nah, this
0: is really, really good. I w- like, two different tequilas. Absolutely. You have silver and you have reposado. The thing about it is that it's green, right? Correct. I would like to put this in like a um, like a cooler and you know, like a, you have like one of those softball games, like adult Gatorade, softball right? games. A Gatorade. <laughs> and you just put it in a cup. People Nobody think that you're himself. just drinking. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm just drinking Gatorade. That's all it is. It's nothing to this it. Guys drinking
3: electrolytes, apple you know, sour. staying yeah, hydrated.
0: You just handed it out to different people. <laughs> Everybody's just having a good time. Everybody smiles, and you hey, said that as an upper. Hey, playing. you need a refill,
3: right?
0: <laughs> and you <he> said <laughs> that at, uh, I didn't know that uh, tequila was an upper, and there was like downer alcohols. Yes. I did not know uh, that. Absolutely, yes, that's pretty cool. Now you know I might have to be more of a fan of uh, tequila. Tequila, usually you know. When it comes down to tequila, people just want to take, like, shots of it. I didn't know that it was, like, an actual upper.
3: You know, sipping on tequila. Oh, just sipping on it, like a uh-huh. shot. You're good. It'll get you fucking up, man. What tequila? Yeah, just sipping on a shot. Like, sipping. Just... Sipping, not not taking a shot. I never sip You
2: I, know, in Mexico, that's how they drink tequila. Really? In Mexico, they don't take shots of tequila. People yeah, in Mexico they shit, sip on tequila. So is that just
0: an American thing? Taking it shots is. of other, shit? Cancun shit. other I countries' shit? Can't go shit. Yeah,
3: because uh,
0: they do that with sake. Americans do that with sake. Well, I'm talking about like I'm not American.
1: <laughs> Americans do that with
0: sake, yeah. Yeah, yeah we do
1: that. Um so next up, um uh-huh. recently, let's talk about um the next stage in the whole mixology world. Okay. Um, you know, Eker here has been moving up the ranks. Definitely. Um, as far as like. South Florida his experience. wise. Yeah, South Florida wise. Also with uh, his skill level at mixology. He recently uh, entered a contest. Here in Fort Lauderdale. 11 of the best mixologists. In Fort Lauderdale. Competed. The mic. <laughs> well, you said that I couldn't hear. Oh, my bad. Um, 11 of the best mixologists in Fort Lauderdale competed to make uh, the best old fashioned. Eager here placed second. <laughs> yes tell us a little bit more about that awesome thank you do you think you are wrong that's amazing uh yeah i'm upset i won the <laughs> <in> first place
2: <laughs> i honestly won the first place and that was something i'm not gonna lie i did tell my team beforehand i'm like guys look you put me in this competition and i look i'm super blessed and thankful for that it's my first competition ever i've never competed i never put myself out there like that Um, And I'm aiming for first I play soccer all my life Mm -hmm. I know what tournaments and playing tournaments And working as a team and team effort means And we play to win a tournament We don't play to come in second If I get a second and third place, beautiful, I'll take it I did my best, but I'm aiming for first Yeah So I had to create an Mm old-fashioned I love making an old-fashioned I love the fact that it's a dilute drink You don't have to shake so much It's very simple, classic drink to make I definitely wanted to impress these judges. Um, like, if it were a, a huge, amazing competition, like world class, okay. So they said they wanted to test me in complexity, story. Um, I think. What else? What, what do What do you mean by like story?
3: Yeah, I was gonna ask story that. Story brand
2: right? story, like how I connect. Uh, my drink
3: oh,
1: okay. to I thought she had to actually like,
2: had to tell a story with it like
3: no yeah,
1: um, I mean it was it was in kind a way, of, in a way in a way um, in a way like what was the story behind making the drink and oh, okay. what does it have to do with the liquor yeah. and all of that okay. so
2: like yeah. yeah story how yeah I'll tell you how like I in a way connected it. Um I did my research because I also did my research um Jefferson's oceans which is the, the the whiskey that he... The had. whiskey, <laughs> the bourbon that I had to use. It's Jefferson's Oceans. Mm-hmm. He has a Jefferson's only, but he has also a, a line that is Jefferson's Oceans. And what they do is that they age their barrels in the ocean. They put it on top of boats in the deck, and then they send them to sea. And then they cross the whole... Um,
1: the Panama Canal. The
2: Panama Canal. So they go from Florida, Panama really? Canal, down to almost down to Chile. So they cross it once mm. and twice... Okay, so they get air, they get movement from the waves, air from the equator, all that caramel, all that salt. Uh, Apparently, it it reflects in the the barrels and it sticks to the liquid inside and and it grabs that flavor, that saltiness. So I noticed that they play a lot with cinnamon flavors, with spicy. I I decided to go for a rye. Rye, it's it's more of a spicy, it's not so sweet. Bourbon is a little bit more sweet. Um, and what I did was I wanted to take and grab all the notes that this bourbon already has and in a way, amplify them and also show them as other ingredients to use in my drink. So I went in and also I wanted to make this a more complex drink and usually a, a, an old fashioned, a lot of people put ice and you dilute yeah. it, you get yeah. in, and you serve it in a, in a big cube. Yeah. I made a room temperature Old Fashioned. Okay, so I wanted it to be unique. I wanted it to be different. If you Holy pull this shit. off, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, so this no is ice. No, no ice. No ice. No ice included. Yeah. No, no really ice really added not. to the nothing dilution. It's just a perfect amount of water, room temperature filtered water, and that should give you a perfectly balanced cocktail. So what I did was first starting with my bourbon, I wanted to amplify and maximize all the flavors, so I did fat wash. A lot of people do bacon fat wash. A lot of people do not fat wash. I did prosciutto fat wash. Something different, different mm-hmm. type of ham. Um, so I did prosciutto Is that fa- an
0: Italian ham?
2: It's an Italian ham. Yeah. It's fine in Italy. It's fine in Spain. It mm-hmm. depends. It's just a different type of pork, if I'm not mistaken. Um,
0: I've been dealing with uh, Italian hams, making sandwiches and stuff. Like okay.
2: That. So yeah, prosciutto was also something that was in my house a lot. I uh, have family from Spain mm. and prosciutto was like ham and cheese was something prosciutto yeah. and cheese, prosciutto and ham in a, in a sandwich that's something very common in Spain. So fat washing a drink brings all those flavors more out there. So I did that. I fat washed my uh, my bourbon and then I did chocolate bitters. I did pimento dram to mix with the spiciness of the of the rye, you get me? So that was my sweetener. And then pretty much the the bourbon with the prosciutto fat wash mm-hmm. and one ounce of room temperature water. I knew I was going to save myself. I knew I was not timed like that. I had five minutes to make four drinks. I, I thought I had, well, I knew I had plenty of time and I was going to even have more time if, I do them room temperature because I don't have to so do th- dilute. They let you bring in stuff. Correct. They did. I had to bring my own ingredients. My everything that I had to prep or made on my own to create this cocktail, glassware, ice cube, everything. Garnish. So nothing was
0: off the table. Like they weren't saying stuff like, "Uh,
2: <clears throat> you can bring anything that you want," but you can't bring this. You can't bring like another. No, no not really. They were open really? to actually. They wanted you to see what can you come up how can you create this cocktail how can you make it amazing
3: right how much knowledge you have yes yeah how can you play way. with it yes amazing.
2: exactly so i wanted to show that i knew what i was doing i also wanted to play with a little bit more of the bourbon and, and and the whole fat washing and and mixing that and making it more like uh bold in flavor um it was my first time ever doing a room temperature of fashion So this was something that it was like, okay, if I make it out there, I make it out there, I'm going to do it big, you know? So I tried it. I did my research. They said two ounces of water. They said uh, an ounce and a half of water. I'm like, this is still too weak. I did one ounce of water for me. That was perfect. I Mm -hmm. didn't consult with anybody. I went based off my palate. Um, I did give it out to two people before I tried it. Uh, One with mild half Fat wash, the whole thing wasn't ready, but I was able to pull a little bit out. That seemed to be ready. I I mixed it up. He loved it. I had another guy trying it just without the fat wash, but all the ingredients as well, just room temperature. And these guys, they both liked it as well. So I'm like, all right, I'm comfortable with it. I'm going with it. I also did um, dehydrated prosciutto, Mm -hmm. sliced, okay, and I... Grinded chocolate, dark chocolate on top of that before I put it in the dehydrator. Nice. So you're going to have some of that chocolate bitters match with that chocolate on top of the prosciutto, uh, biting on that prosciutto and then sipping on that drink. Like I knew that was going to be amazing. Um, so I tried it. I went for it and I did it. Uh, the day of the competition, it was honestly an amazing journey. I'm not going to lie, the whole being there um putting myself out there um but i felt super comfortable honestly at the time of making my drinks um i had talked to a previous bartender that came on that monday before my competition was on the tuesday she had been in competitions before she told me have fun win the crowd make sure to win the crowd be like charismatic because that's pretty much what's going to get you to to like get their votes even though it was only three judges voting but Mm -hmm. that helps um so, yeah, that was like the first thing I wanted to do. Just get out there. Um, at, at, at the time when I had to set up and it was my turn to go up, there was the host there. The lady, she like kept putting the microphone on you and asking you questions while you were making the drinks, yeah. you know. So I was trying. I knew like the person before me um, didn't really engage too much in the whole talking was more like. To, to, it was uptight, like uptight, yeah. and he was I need making this his drink, drink perfect. <laughs> yeah, and he was making his drinks like down below here. You had a bar set up over here, okay, mm-hmm. where you have some tools down here. But you, he's making a drink right here where you're not seeing anything, and he's putting the glassware right here where you don't see anything. And I'm like, bro, I already know what he's doing wrong, and I'm, what I'm gonna do right. You know, mm-hmm. when it's my turn. So the first thing I did when I jumped in is grab all my glassware, which we brought from here. These are actually the same glassware. Mm-hmm. Put them all right there in the front. I had already, like, my whole setup, and I had already practiced beforehand, like, how I was going to do the whole performance when it was my turn. So I kind of was ready with that. So... When I, you practice. Do you also practice, like,
0: like somebody talking to you or, like, no, distraction No, that kind of was thing?
2: actually practice that I have from experience of working okay. at a bar and being able to talk because uh, yeah, I know that's totally the main bad. key yeah, in the bartending yeah. aspect that they looked at. Is that can he talk to you while mm-hmm. he's making the drink? Can yeah. he explain to me what he's doing while he's making a drink? Or he's gonna say, Hold on, I'm not done yet. Let me finish. You get me? So the minute I noticed like the first guy in front of me, he didn't really talk that much. I'm like, all right, I have to be him with that. So the minute she started putting the microphone on me, I was like, Yes, let me like. Try to answer everything and try to get in the crowd. You know, like every every question that she was uh, like asking me, trying to like answer back properly. You get me as I'm making the drink. You throw food
0: in the crowd's mouth, like (laughs) it'll
2: be mouth.
3: (laughs) 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 Throw an ice cube.
2: (laughs) um so yeah i kind of i was i I felt ready i'm not gonna lie uh, when it was my turn to go Mm -hmm. as far as having everything and and being ready like as far as timing wise because i knew i wasn't gonna dilute anything so i had time a lot of time there but i was also going to use that time to smoke every single one of my drinks Mm -hmm. you get me so for the smoking part i did not use any hickory or any wood chips like that i actually noticed and did my research and saw that they had played in their flavors with cinnamon so i'm like all right let me just burn some cinnamon so i brought and i chopped some cinnamon down and that's what i use in my smoker wow. to burn yeah, yeah. so he- it had that sweet flavor so it sweet smell like
1: uh, a scent to it eager had to make four of these old fashions under four minutes five right i had or five minutes five to five make minutes. these
2: four old fashions so <clears> throat> throat> it was going to be three for the judges and one for presentation yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah,
1: and he did everything. Smoked it in front of everyone. There were some people that didn't even have the time to get to that point to smoke it. He, yeah,
0: like, he you, sm- you actually he,
1: smoked he, it. He smoked yeah. it in front of everyone. You know, everyone smoke His, and his time management, yeah, <laughs> his time management was so on point that he was able to do everything and still had time. Left I still had time. Left I don't left understand
0: right, why you didn't win then.
1: If presentation wise, presentation. I want to
0: say it was
3: hot. It wasn't, it was room temperature. It was a room temperature, so like yeah. That in itself, to, for that even to be mildly like, mmm, yeah. you know, because that is a specific kind of flavor. Uh, and, you know, adding the water and dealing with it, That dilutes
2: a little bit, that's yeah. one thing they actually told me, like it was hot, so you're making a, a room temperature place well, because heat is not going to affect <laughs> the drink at all, you get me? So, yeah, it was an amazing experience. Um, like I said, I was aiming for first. I did not get first. I did understand that this girl before me, she works at Whiskey Neat. She won the competition. Nikki. Mm-hmm. Um, first time competing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, putting herself out there. Um, did a really good job. Well, my only thing with the whole competition is that I wish we were the competitors were able to try other competitors' drinks. To kind of understand in a way you get me or either get their taste or see like okay why did he, she really win yeah you get me now as presentation was she did an amazing job as far as uh i think she had lemon cups with like pineapple leaves on top and mm. then she had like caviar pebbles like put in like it was okay. like more she brought
1: a whole meal yes with, with the like, drink it was and like wow a,
2: yeah yeah <clears throat> so i'm guessing maybe in a way that uh, like, she um, also talked about having done her research that
0: the bloody Marys with the fucking pizza on the top of the fucking shit. It wasn't like I used that. Still do that at Blue Steel she, Pizza. Uh,
1: she presented it really nice, like on a wooden tablet, and then she brought like a little plantain cup where you basically got to like eat this whole thing while you. Oh, so you drinking. had something XRD. to pair, yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah, she now, also had something to pair. He did have dry prosciutto attached to the glass, so you yeah. could yeah. chew on the prosciutto while drinking you it. While drinking huh? But I think she was just like. She just had a little bit more
2: yeah she had yeah. a little bit she was like she went overboard with the whole a little bit pricey yeah. presentation i'm like oh if, if there is someone it's probably gonna
1: be her i know she's gonna beat me but it was What's a great there? experience man um let's actually pause really quick mm-hmm. just so that we can get the next round of drinks out yep yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is camera one camera two all right so <clears throat> um i don't know about you guys but i know the whole prohibition era is is almost like the style of prohibition era is coming back. Yes. Um. In t- in television, you know, you got Peaky Blinders. We were talking about Peaky Blinders before we started uh, recording. Uh, Boardwalk Empire. All these shows and movies about the prohibition era have really gangster popular, movies, gangster movies, yeah. and and shows have been coming back. Um. As far as actual places like the Green Hat, I know there's been a uproar. With um, with speakeasies coming back Into the scene, they're becoming popular again uh, Right now in front of us All we just need is like a swing mm-hmm. dancing Swingers? Oh, and swing... not swingers Swing dancing No,
0: there's a whole <laughs> bunch of swingers And that'll be me I have swing dancing classes that you can check out on Groupon It's really? uh, 40 bucks for a swing dancing class I just throw people around, that's pretty much All it is <laughs> If you want to get thrown oh, around for 50 bucks, dancing.
1: That's all of it is <laughs> Okay. I don't um, know.
2: Let me
0: write it down.
1: This, <laughs> this uh, drink that we have in front of us is actually a remix to an original Prohibition era drink. Correct. So tell us about the original drink and what you did to make it different.
2: So, the original drink is called the Corpse Reviver. Mm. Okay. And the Corpse Reviver goes back to the Prohibition era. And it was actually a drink that you rinse the glass with absinthe absinthe uh well this case is going to be the doesn't have anything that's going to make you hallucinate obviously that's illegal um Really? Yes, it's illegal. So all know. the absinthe
0: that we've Back been drinking day.
2: now doesn't Back in the day, the in the day it would make, make you hallucinate.
0: Yeah. Right but now it's pretty you much illegal. So it's not the same that uh what was that? Uh, what was I think that you can still find it in Amsterdam, though. France. Yeah. So
2: you can you can
0: find it. What's it's... the artist from France that used to drink that all the time? Uh, Picasso. Picasso. He drank that shit a lot. Well, no, might no, have killed any... him. It might have killed him. But I think it was like an addition to like the cocaine and the uh, okay, all the other stuff. You know? <laughs> sure, just yeah, just like a. Well, let me just wake up in the morning drinking. Hey, a he was Johnny
3: Depp in it, with a little drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. melting the sugar cubes. So you say
0: if
2: you go to Amsterdam, right? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I've never been, but I heard that you can find it in Amsterdam. Get
0: my passport next month this time. So okay. Amsterdam is going to be on my list, and it's going to be one of the things I want to try you out. Have been to Amsterdam before? I've never been. Never. I've I've heard things. Okay. I've heard things. I've been yeah, through the too. airport. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through the airport. It's very
3: pretty, and it's very confusing because everything, all the walls are glass. Okay. So you can see through, like... Everything. Everything, like to where people are sitting, but there's, like, four or five... Walls oh, wow. of like thick ass glass between you and them. Really? Yeah, and there's oh, like, it's a clear glass. glass? Yeah, the wall, doors, wall glass is a wall. Okay, massive, gotcha. Massive, right. massive glass That's insane. For, like, thick. And you walk down aisles and aisles and you can see uh, above you, like a little bit, like what shops are, but I wasn't able to get up there because I had to get to my connecting flight. because... Uh, <laughs> oh, so you really just, you were only it there was, for like 15 minutes? I was straight up walking from one plane to the other and going, where the fuck am I going? Because all of the, uh, all the words are into different, uh, you know. Was it glass so night. you can
0: just see you? So, like, uh, it was authorities could see a what bit. the fuck was going on?
3: I was also on, like, a ton of sleeping pills. Because so. I thought I was just going to get, like, a long-ass flight to Poland. That's yeah. where I was going. Oh, and you had to. Ended up stopping off right. in Amsterdam, getting a smaller plane to go to Poland. Yeah, Damn, they're so, ruining yeah. everything. Yeah. Ruin, like, I was like, shit, the whole time, bro. I was like, man, I, I could totally get some bonk. weed. Where's the weed? in the weed? And there's, no, no. There's just no glass no. everywhere. There's
0: <laughs> no, glass everywhere. Oh, it's my It's so
3: <laughs> fucking strange, but it was really um, very pretty.
0: So another plot, okay. So it's going to be glass everywhere and...
3: Well, uh, Amsterdam, uh, no, I hear Amsterdam is very old school. There's a bunch of rivers. And yeah. The red light that, district That would the reason Why I was going there the You know I didn't want to bring The it red, 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 red light district oil. You know what, I mean? <laughs> what are mean the do you mean <laughs> We are, so are I, like the main reason why I mean, do is close. the
0: Romans Yeah you know? We're just normal men You know what I'm saying Normal We're men
3: We're just normal We're desires. men desires You're yeah. in a different country yeah, Take yeah, advantage yeah. of that lifestyle I way. mean if
0: they're in the window
3: <laughs> Why can't they're we not go
0: They're up like dolls Can we not go window shopping They're all living very twenty-five cents.
3: I want
2: this one Yeah Say
0: hi What's going on Bring a mic have a conversation yeah. hey with betty him.
3: how's it going yeah pretty good josh how are you yeah. great yeah, how's right. your afternoon been real busy maybe not today maybe <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> but as you were saying <coughs>
2: absinthe. so absent yeah so they rinse a glass with absinthe. uh uh-huh. it's called corpse reviver because uh-huh. it revives your corpse this was for the people that actually back in the day would drink too much have a hangover they're like fuck pretty much Um, so the Corpse Survivor was a drink to get you up. It had that absinthe in it, like I said, rinse. So ingredients wise, originally is Mm. with, um, orange bitters, lemon juice, um, passion for liqueur, chinola, the same one I used for the previous drinks, um, and gin. So it's a gin-based drink, okay, with only those flavors. So what I wanted to do with that one (laughs) to twist it up a bit Mm -hmm. was the sage. I love to implement herbs into my drinks, either modeling them or also using them as a garnish and then burning them. So I wanted to do that with this drink. Uh, so I did, decided to go with sage. I like sage. I like the vibes of sage. <laughs> so I said, let's do this. Um, it's got a pretty interesting flavor. Mixing that with some lavender bitters. Originally modeled that. Um, that's the difference that I made. It was pretty much that, the bitters and the, um, <coughs> the, la- uh, the sage um, modeled uh i stick with the same ingredients no oh i forgot to say it does have triple sec if i'm not mistaken originally which is orange liqueur i'm not putting any triple sec i'm just hitting you with two ounces of gin honey honey based gin bar Hill, um and this on top is pretty much something that jesse gave me the idea to do we had sage i was using it just fresh like a flower in a way to have it display like this Mm-hmm. But he's like, let me help you out with something, and he brought me pan-fried sage. So this thing, when you try it, you want to bite on it, you chew and it's like a chip, and then sip on your drink. When he brought me that, and I'm like, okay, I model sage, yeah. yes. The food, uh, the food Correct. guy, yeah. <laughs> so I said it pairs perfect, perfectly. I like it a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Even I love adding, like. With ingredients that I'm making my drinks, I like to add a garnish that represents that or gets that as well. So, like that, it, it works out well. I'm not going to lie. Nice. I like it. So, yeah, it's a botanical drink. Very herbal, botanical, um, passion fruit flavor and gin. So, super refreshing as well. No spicy like the other one is
1: it's and very does, easy to drink. And he does an absinthe rinse. Like he uh, gets the absinthe I like, can spray form. Correct. Before I pour glass. it. Oh, I mix nice. all the ingredients. It's a
2: shaken drink. So mix all, I modeled, like I said, the sage with the bitters, then I add um three quarters of lemon, um, simple syrup, uh, one ounce of spice for liqueur, and then two ounces of, of gin. Just, I
3: uh, I heard back in the day these kind of drinks actually save people's uh lives because of the tonic and the gin. Really good. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, there you see. Yeah. All right. Same. So, so, so what it. you want to do is want to grab take a, a bite. bite. Yeah. Take a little bite. From mm-hmm. that, and then sip on your drink.
3: Oh snap! That's good.
2: And you get the sage of the flavor.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You
2: get pan-fried sage on, powder.
3: That is interesting. So it's.
2: Fuck. It's really good. That's crazy. You like gin, gin, gin Kevin? Yeah. So. I know you're a lover of this drink.
1: And this is this is it. yeah, this is my favorite drink right now on the menu. The Reviver. Reviver. Oh, and
2: I changed the name obviously. I don't want to call it the Corpse it's way better Reviver that gin that you gave me. I bro. agree. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, think, of, I think I right? think one thing that I learned from you is that gin is probably the most flexible liquor to combine to combine with any or
2: just like vodka it's it has not much flavor so that's why you can play easily with it you get me in comparison to like rum which has very strong flavor vanilla flavor mostly um sweet this is really not sweet at all so it's easy it's easy to balance anything with, Uh with uh with any fruit Citrus sour, however, what, you want to put it. How do you make gin? What, what, like, do they make it from a fruit mm-hmm. or a vegetable? Gin is herbs, it's botanicals. Okay, I don't know, like, yes, pretty much botanicals, herbs, botanicals. Yep, they
3: distill yeah. like oh, it, like moonshine Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so I thought thing, it was just like oil. What tequila is made
2: thing. out
0: of? Uh, agave? yeah, agave. Yes, I thought it was like there's like a certain. Vegetable or fruit that they make gin out of, or something, but if they don't, no, not really. There's it's no just a whole problem. bunch of
2: stuff, it's but
0: yeah, a whole bunch botanicals. of herbs, yes. and
3: it's typically in like steel, copper, right? Copper, copper steels, not wood, yeah, no wood, no nothing, usually all... copper. Why not wood? It's a different flavor. I'm not flavor.
2: Really sure. I'm guessing, yes, flavor wise, they going affect the wood, yes, and maybe how just like they how they, they age in barrels. I'm guessing that they don't want anything like that. <laughs> it's, it's amazing what. Kind of science goes
0: into getting drunk, you know. Yeah,
3: getting fucked up. It really is yeah. like,
0: uh, like beer. How uh what they do to like hops and stuff like that, yeah. and all that other kind of like, uh, yeah. It's like, damn, I just want to get drunk, but it's amazing that you guys are doing this much stuff.
2: Absolutely, to get me there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> because we pretty much play with the spirits. Spirits are meant to be sipped on, believe it or not, most of them. And then cocktail became a thing to mix them. And combine them with with citrus, you get me, and other uh, sweeteners mm-hmm. to balance and play with the flavor. Originally, spirits are like you have after dinner drinks or yeah. before dinner drinks like uh, spirits. Mm-hmm. Those are meant to be sipped on, not even ice, you get me. It's now that the mixology world is growing and and the bartending and, and all, all of that. That's pretty much what where cocktails started.
0: Do what? What would you what would you pair this with, like if with a meal or you know not even a meal because that's fucking easy. What experience would you pair would you pair this with, like an oyster? Not like if you're going out, like oh, I'm okay. you're out on the beach. This is the kind of drink that you need. Yes, new. absolutely. Or, it would
2: definitely be yes. It's seafood, tropical. Right? Yeah, it's a tropical drink. So definitely, like a beach, beach outside, outside chilling, it's hanging gin, up. You get me? Yeah. Yes, definitely.
0: I could see that. I could definitely see that. Like out on the beach, this is a perfect trip. Yeah. Trying I I to get action. Believe it or not, yeah, really I like think it's
2: what's... just it works perfect just for the green hat, bro. Come to the
0: green Ooh. hat and have
1: a revival. It pairs
0: perfect Forget with the, the green hat. Yeah, because this is really fucking good. I like mm-hmm. this. And to be honest, that um, relief leaf it kind of felt like a chip. Like I was, I was tearing that thing in. It's gone, bro. It's gone, man. It's
2: gone. Yeah, it was <laughs> really, really good.
3: Yeah, it's fucking delicious,
1: man. I'm glad. Come so to yeah, learn how to make that's this a
2: prohibition-style drink with a modern touch.
1: Yeah,
0: I really do like this drink. The
1: vibes inside the Green Hat are really special. People come in, they see the science live from Eker, um, and then they just hang out. They just hang out and. This is like the the first interactive speakeasy in South Florida because this this room acts,
3: it's um, like it's a, interactive a, like it's like an just, escape room a,
1: and a bar mixed yeah. up together. It's amazing. I
3: definitely think you guys are on the cusp of something because there's another speakeasy they open up in Orlando. Yeah,
1: They have been popping up.
2: They've been popping
1: up. Yeah, been yeah, popping up. I mean, Fort Lauderdale alone, yeah. I want to say there's at least six My or seven. My main thing Jesus with all of Christ. them
2: popping up is they are. Prohibition style cocktail bars. Mm-hmm. Okay. If yeah. they can represent that and mm-hmm. keep it. Okay. Not big, not like play around it and make it your thing and call right. it a speakeasy. You get me? Yeah. What's speakeasy for you about yours? Mm-hmm. You get me? How is it a speakeasy cocktail bar? Tell me. You get me? um Not a lot of them are hidden. All of them, you just open up a door and you walked in. What's right, so speakeasy and cocktail right, yeah. there about that? Right. You get me? No. Like, and cocktail base, your cocktails that you offer, what do they represent? Like, what are you trying to to put out there exactly? What is, like, you get me? Like, what's your focus yeah, in no your substance. cocktail program? You, you got me?
3: substance. Correct. Yeah, but,
2: like, what are, really yeah. are you selling? You get me? So mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of them, but not a lot of them represent the yeah. prohibition era. So honestly, the Green Hat Bar and what we're doing here, I do enjoy mm-hmm. that because in a way, I try to stick with that. Mm -hmm. And forget the fact that I'm not going to make you a Jack and Coke. (laughs) And I'm not going to make you anything simple. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, with all due respect, I'm so sorry. This is not the place for you. This this is a place where you get (laughs) to enjoy the show of the mixologist in front of you. You get to interact with him. And you get to enjoy your drink without trying to sip it to go somewhere else. You get me?
0: And on top of that... He's a great conversationalist. I don't know yeah. if that's an actual thing, but he's really good. Yeah. I think he's really fucking no, good. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. one that's thing. big one thing, part.
1: We've been doing a lot of research on other speakeasies in South Florida. We're noticing a lot of speakeasies opening up now in Miami, but they're... They're, they're nightclubs. They're basically nightclubs. Correct. They're standing on top of the bar, Correct. pouring drinks down people's mouths. It's like if it's a South Beach nightclub. That's and not where you do speakeasy. That's not a speakeasy vibe. Anyway, that's not a speakeasy at all. Correct. That's a nightclub. That's it's a just nightclub. Nightclub a nightclub with nightclub. a hidden door. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. When you come back here. It's like you have time traveled back to the Prohibition era. Correct. You have a. You're sneaking mixologist. in here to get a fucking yeah. drink. Yeah. Before you, you need got to go to, back to You reality. need to know yeah. the code. You need
2: to know the, the code. code. You have I to like, come to in here it. at this
1: point right now. And we're... it's limited. It's not like this is going to be packed. It gets busy. It gets but busy. But we do when we're at full capacity. We're going to say no more. No more. Yeah, That's because it. it's. I want you to enjoy the time mm-hmm. here. That's, That's the main
2: great. thing. I don't want you to come here and be like, "Oh my god, this is a line." Yeah, because how many times you go to a bar and it's like
3: what am i standing in all this crowd for a drink that i can make at home
2: correct the majority yeah.
3: of these drinks i would have a definite hard time trying to make yeah at home. yeah i've told it many wouldn't people come out the same.
2: i have had people here obviously they come here they don't understand the concept they don't understand the idea of the whole speakeasy they're like can i get something with red bull <laughs> 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 like really it's like really bro you're gonna ask me for something for red bull you want something like? Come on, this is an experience, bro. In you know This is
3: like a drink you're not like, going to taste anywhere else. Absolutely not. not like I'm
2: trying to like use everywhere. fresh ingredients. Yeah. I'm trying to use the most freshest. Uh, yeah. well, I found that
0: out from, uh, what you call it, uh, when we took our little break. I didn't know that mixologists did not like Red Bull. <laughs> did not know that. That is that is something that I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I really are it against sense. the Red
2: Bull because Red Bull in general They're is natural. not good for you, bro. That's not good for you. Nothing in Red Bull is good for you. Really? I don't think what's good for you in Red Bull. I don't know. what's Is there a Red good, because I don't understand any of the ingredients It gives in you back, wings
1: though, right? <laughs> it, gives, it gives you energy. Definitely gives, gives you energy. But alcohol, but it's, not it's natural. already. It's a, this is all natural. Correct. Correct.
2: This is pretty much all mm-hmm. natural. This is a cocktail drink. This not, yeah. Like I'm in a way kind of like against the whole mixing your drink and topping it off with a soda or something like that. That's mm. a syrup. You get me with yeah. the CO2. I want to give you something fresh, and mm. not only that, I'm gonna give you water as well in between your drinks. I want you to really enjoy, and also I'm hitting you with three ounces sometimes of liqueur. Yep. Mm-hmm. You get me? You don't need to ask me for a double.
3: Yeah, that Trust Bermuda me. Triangle. That one drink
2: okay. is gonna, yeah. is gonna, <laughs> you're gonna feel it. Not even the Bermuda Triangle. That um, that
0: that roulette. was what? Well, the, yeah, the, the I'm roulette. Yeah, that. The That's something roulette? super interesting. I think one night I've had like yeah. three of those, yeah. and it was like, yo. Okay, <laughs> I'm Wherever yes. I need to go, I'm already there, man. <laughs> I already got there. Don't know how I got here, but I'm there. <laughs> and it was it was. But good. that is
3: also something to speak from speakeasies. Like when people were going there, they were to go there, get fucked up, and then walk home. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't to go there and spend you know a hundred dollars mm-hmm. for the whole night, and then like not no no. It was go there get my shit and get gone because you don't know if that place is going to get raided by the cops.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know oh, okay. anything. You're just yeah. like,
3: coming in, doing what I got to do and yeah. get going. Yeah,
1: I see. I'm going to take my here, drink Here, it's like,
3: if you want to have a good drink, a, a yeah. drink you're not going to have anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the only place.
1: You know, and, and you're not getting the nightclub vibe. We're playing, you know, nice jazz. Mm-hmm. You know, lo-fi mm-hmm. hip hop. You know, you could, and it's at a reasonable volume where people can sit down, have their drink, talk, mm-hmm. but also engage with Eker at the bar and learn about. Because that's one thing I've noticed is every come, everyone comes in. Not only are they getting a good drink, but they're learning something from you. Yes, And absolutely. I think that's what makes them want to come back because yeah. they want to keep learning Many, many more. of them ask me
2: many questions. I get to educate a lot of people. That's one thing I do enjoy about this whole industry, especially when they ask me for a Jack and Coke. It's not my reject to that. It's more like, let me turn your head around yeah. and let me show you something better than that, what you're asking for. It's most likely like a it's pro- default. Is- it, it's a default. It yeah. happens a lot. And that's my main goal with this is that a lot of people that come here and they try the drinks, they're like, oh, man, I don't want to go back to the regular drinking. Beautiful. I don't want you to go back to the regular drinking. I want you to come here and enjoy something a little bit more than what they offer you at a sports bar or any other bar, yeah. sometimes at restaurants. They don't focus too much on the cocktails like that in a restaurant like not, they do in a Not bar even like the this.
0: cocktails at like restaurants or bars. Like you know, when they give you like uh, I don't know a Long Island or something like that, even those things are I don't know. It's like not made with love. It's not correct. Like, I've I've had a Long Islands that taste like straight up soap. Yeah, that's... I remember having some, and I'm like, Yo, I'm glad. And I, I just give it back. I'm like, yo, it tastes like soap. I'm like, you guys must have put like soap in the actual like drink. I gave it back, and they give it to me again. And I'm like, it's the same soap. It's the same. Different brand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you guys did to it, but it, it still tastes like soap. Yeah. That. Yeah.
3: That's put too much triple sec. <laughs> I don't know what they do to it,
2: but it, it's not a good drink. It's not a good drink. That's like one thing I kind of wanted to get away with, and I'm glad you touched that when it came to like the fast volume. Mm. drink that you don't really get to interact and in a way it feels like you don't care because mm-hmm. w- it's like quick here give me pay boom that's it gone i'm out i never like that i'm like yeah. bro i, w- I kind of want to get you here yeah. to get me to engage with you and teach you yeah. so that's why i stayed away from that quickness and came more to the more mixology and
0: And you know, I prefer to get a drink from uh like a person like you rather than getting somebody who's getting like at a high volume place because like it's just another I'm going drink. to drink. Yeah, there's I'm no going to love. drink there's no and, love, man. Yeah. Yo, I man, want to decompress I take pride. You know what I mean? Like I just had a long fucking day. I want a drink. I don't want the person who's giving me a drink to be just as stressed as I was when I was at work. You know what I'm saying? So they're yeah. over here just making a drink, boom, just trying yeah. yeah. to style. Thanks, Yeah. I want you to be as relaxed. I want you to be as relaxed as possible. So when you make my drink, it's like, yeah, you know, oh, you know what? Here it is. So that, that thing that you're tasting, that's love. You know what I'm saying? That, oh, yeah. Absolutely. This it's is what delicious. you're expressing. is yeah. how you
2: express everything. All, yep. It's pretty much that, man. It's caring. Caring mm-hmm. caring for the people. And that comes with love, with that word. So yeah. If you don't have it, you can't be... I don't think you can be taught <laughs> mm-hmm. love like that. Yeah. But if you don't have it, honestly, you're in the wrong industry. Yeah. You know? Because you're not going to care. And the caring is a big part of everything. Just yeah. like when they ask me for a Jack and Coke, I could make you a Jack and Coke, mm-hmm. and that's it. Here, get out. But that's not that's not the point. That's not yeah.
1: Yeah, that's not what
2: I learn. Yeah. That's not the cocktail industry. That's nothing that represents what I do mm-hmm. or my personality. Even like no, so. That's why I take pride in what I do in every single drink that I make. And that's why I feel like I'm still in this industry.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I learned with Iker, with how he works, it's definitely quality over quantity rather than quantity over quality. Like, Ab- absolutely. It's he's absolutely. gonna he's, I always he's gonna put his love into it because Look, that's when that's what's gonna keep you in here. Yeah. yeah.
2: From the beginning, yeah. from the get go. <clears> At <throat> the beginning when I started here, I knew the place was new. I knew it was a challenge. I knew we had to be patient and wait for the crowd. Look, I remember Joe crazy, going crazy. I mean, like, let me try to get some people in here. Let me try to get some people in here from outside. And with all due respect, I'm like, bro, if you're trying to get the people from outside in here, that is the wrong crowd. <laughs> that Sometimes that is the wrong crowd. You get me and it happened once that we got the wrong people in here. We had an uncomfortable time and I told him, Joe, this is what happens when you bring the wrong crowd to here. Let me, look, I'd rather have Two guests here, that understand the industry, mm-hmm. than six fools who don't understand the industry are loud and harass me for a Jack and Coke. I prefer I prefer to slowly build my crowd. Let me do it. Wait, be patient. I right, knew. Let, let
3: them go to the other bar that's available. I knew. Yeah. Right.
2: I knew this is a business. Money is important. You need to produce. Yeah. But at the same time, it's new. It's a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. It's a different crowd. It's a hidden bar. I was at the beginning against the whole advertising it because it kills the vibe of the whole speakeasy, making it hidden. It's been wonderful. It's be, it's brought amazing people. Now we don't really have to worry about. Oh, let's try to get some people in here. No, right now it's more like let's see how we're gonna handle it because mm-hmm. are we prepared for the crowd that we're gonna get? Yeah. You get me. Um, So, it's been an amazing journey for me seeing how waiting and being patient and, and being with love and care, every single person that comes here, try to get them back. Try to spoil them as much as you can, show them a good time, put them a good show, talk to them, care for them. They'll come back. They've been coming back, man. They've been loving the, the, the man in the green hat. They've been loving this place. I've been blessed, blessed for this opportunity, I'm not going to lie. Um, and it's been amazing seeing it from being empty. None of this was before, Kevin, you know. The yeah. cushions, the whole decoration, <laughs> the lights, we've been growing. So it's been an amazing, an amazing agritish. journey. Agritish, you remember that? The AC is... Yeah, um, remember that? It was like the October, I think
0: yeah, it was like, was it was like it was a ooh, hot spot. It was
3: steamy. It was yeah. a hot spot. Yeah. But now,
0: we walk through that door like, ooh okay, <laughs> <laughs> frio, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, no, it's the truth, man. I yeah. like, um, you are cultivating the clientele. Yeah. Absolutely. You're having them yeah. bring people yeah. that are, like, respectful and enjoying, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's, that's what you want. You don't absolutely. want them to just bring a bunch of shitheads. Correct.
2: Just and when I something. see like, them, yeah. I try to be with the most, honestly, with the mo- in the most polite way, try to show them, like, how this vibe is. Because sometimes they come here. With a whole different right. vibe, yeah. You get I mean, it's like, guys, it's it's not like this. You get I me? Mean? It's not the Jack and Coke. It's not the. It's yeah. gonna be. Different. It's not
0: the Jack and Coke vibe. Uh, it's true, man. It's not the Jack and it's, Coke it's vibe. It's not the uh, Jack and Coke vibe. It's a different
3: expertise. level it of. It it's, it's a different level. of correct. It's a it it's perfect And I've gotten people here, Jack like Coke, I said,
2: no, and I've been able to educate, and I've gotten people here that test me. That test my knowledge. You really know what you're doing behind the bar. You're a real mixologist. And they mm-hmm. ask me for drinks. That is it's like, oh, shit. right? He knows what
3: he I got to go to the library. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Almost to that point. But it's yeah. like, okay, this guy knows what he's asking for. And he knows what. And he's asking for like this liquor and disco. So that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Also, not just the crowd that I get to educate, but also the crowd that knows about this. Because those are the ones who, in a way, I want to prove that I have what it takes. And we are doing the right thing as far mm-hmm. as. Cocktails and prohibition era and speakeasy, you get me. Yeah. So I mean, we we brought our, our
0: our buddy uh Cody here, him and his wife when uh they're I mean they they moved to Baltimore and they came here and they they've been to different speakeasies, okay. but they, when they came here, they were like. Yo had know, the the different drinks, the, the octopus shots, all that other stuff. They were like, yo, man, this this spot is dope. And they were and uh Cody told me he said, man, I was he was a little mad because I told him about this spot like a little late, because you know, he already moved to Baltimore. He oh, like, wow. He said, okay. man, I would have came here early. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> <It> <laughs> already like, hey, you, you know, you were you were having a party here, so I was like, oh, won't you just come over here? But I didn't know that you... You know, you don't know that people are into speakeasies. But it seems you really like everybody's into honestly, it. Yeah. Yes,
2: actually, because <laughs> I've gotten people here, friends of mine, not only family members that know the industry because of me, mm-hmm. but also friends of mine that I hadn't seen in forever mm-hmm. that actually know this and know about an old-fashioned and a Negroni and they yeah. come in here and sometimes they comment on my stories or posts like, man, so all right, these people know this. There's like a big crowd that really yeah. knows. It's just a matter of leading them here now this place only holds so many people like we say mm-hmm. that's why i'm like we can tell the whole world but it's a matter of coming here at the right time yeah again because it can be a sign outside there could be a sign outside that says we're at max capacity or it could mm-hmm. be empty just ready for you
0: yeah yeah it's a good cool, this is a good man. vibe man this place is uh right. it's a it's a it's a gym in, in uh, what you call in Fort Lauderdale, South Florida, so everybody should head up this spot. Yeah, in Extreme Action Park. In
2: Extreme Action Park, yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: definitely, which is which yes. is crazy because it, it plays off of the whole like extreme, you know, uh, cool ranch. Mountain Dew and then you just have a speakeasy that's just <laughs> like easy going, bro. Yeah. It really <laughs> is.
3: Yeah. And you know, I do love the fact that it's in here because you know, parents that have older kids yeah. that don't really want to be with the parents. Uh-huh. Like if you appreciate having good drinks, let your kids go be kids. Correct. Yeah. That's you know, exactly like what Cody and them did, man.
0: So I've had that yeah, crowd which I enjoy
2: yeah. the people who have kids yeah. old enough Mm-hmm. That they can be to outside be playing. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I have parents that come here that their kids are not old enough, but they alternate. <laughs> yeah. I have the couple here and then the woman goes to the kid, you know, yeah. and then she comes back or he yeah. comes back and they alternate like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, but it's... You know, it's an amazing place. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. I do love the fact that it's hidden in here in a playground for kids pretty much and, and adults. Yeah. You get me? Mm-hmm. What's and also yes. great
1: is that Eker is now starting to build his own personal following where he has regulars that are advertising oh, and like bringing spot, people in absolutely like yes dope. yes yeah.
2: absolutely we're already having yeah many many people many many people that come here they like the vibe and they definitely want to bring their friends but they don't want to bring every friend yeah uh, they're selective I mean, on who they bring because okay, all of the be. crowd you it get me yeah not everybody really enjoys yeah. it. i've had people here who really drink beer and friends of mine, I'm
3: like, sorry, I'm this is for not you, it's, right? not, it's, 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 not, it's just not your spot, for you, bro. If you it's want a beer, bro, it's you, not bro, spot. I'm not gonna make you yeah, go spot, to uh what's that uh, beer place over?
0: Oh, in, the uh, one of those beer gardens. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I was gonna say, uh, it ain't, it ain't, yeah, Riverside. Buddha. Oh, oh, funky. They have a Buddha, funky
2: Buddha at Riverside try. Market, too. They have a bunch. They have a bunch. Riverside, a bunch, right, right. Riverside yeah. Market is dope. Yeah. They like yeah. that one.
1: Great. But, um, yeah, no, and we have big things coming up for the Green Hat soon. We're thinking about adding some entertainment back here Ooh. to, 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 you know, food options as well, yes, you know, yes. people to eat while they drink. Yeah. And then also, um, hopefully expanding this to tell more of the story about the man in the Green Hat. Um, And eager is constantly um, adding more drinks to the mix.
2: Yes, absolutely. um... I'm actually happy that they are doing that. We have a classic cocktail menu with our classic cocktails that represent the man in the green hat and his Mm -hmm. whole story behind it. And then we also have uh, another menu that's going to be changing seasonally. That's going to test me as a mixologist to come up with new drinks for guests. You get me. I don't want them used to the same drinks. I Mm -hmm. like innovation and I like to uh, get new stuff out there. Uh, Play with new stuff out there as well. Try myself and try like my knowledge to keep it prohibition style and modern at the same time. So I love the fact that they are constantly like, all right, we have these drinks. They're moving. What's not moving? Let's keep it. Let's move it. Let's get a new menu. Let's think about new drinks. We're updating our secret menu drink as well. So far, we only have one. We're coming up with two more so we're always on the move. I'm not gonna lie; well, we're always pushing
0: You put like a, a lot of prep time into do. your drinks too. Yes, cool. a lot of thought, a lot of prep right time. I'm not gonna lie; style. like,
2: um, oh, those two. Are, oh, can I cannot say it. Oh. We gotta clap again, no? Yeah. Okay.
3: Fucking love this place.
1: Me too, bro. <laughs> Me too. <clears throat> this is camera. Wait, is it recording? No now you are camera two. No, I'm camera one. Oh, I'm shit. camera one. Everton
3: <laughs> <Camera two. laughs>
2: uh we were s
0: um the the, the prep the correct prep time yes, that you put in the colour. A lot two, of like, prep
2: definitely. It yeah. definitely has a lot of prep to it, especially syrups. Yeah, I do make a lot of stuff in-house, cinnamon honey. Uh, vanilla, house. yes. Vanilla Care, no. syrup, yes. Uh, Everything's
1: hanging. done in in house. Um, I know you. He has the pecan old fashioned. Right. Where he soaks the, the, pecans the pecans in the rum. Yeah. I mean, not in the rum. I do rum bourbon. and I do bourbon.
2: I do both. Um, but
1: then we'll also give out those same yeah. pecans for people to chew on. Absolutely. Yeah, With well, sugar, delicious. those pecans. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. No, they <laughs> are.
2: <laughs> they are. So, yes, the prepping time definitely, it's a big part. The uh, inventory, the prepping that goes... That's, that's the behind the scenes. That's mm-hmm. what people don't see. People come here and they see everything set, but they don't see what really goes behind it. And it's it's Man. a lot of work. It's a lot of dedication. It's a lot of love. Um, and yeah, pride for every single thing that I do. But yes, definitely a lot a lot of prepping. Mm-hmm. A lot of prepping. That's pretty much a lot of, prep all of it. Time in this. The rest is just the show. Every single day is different. Every crowd is different. But the prepping is always the same.
1: Yeah. So if uh, anyone wants to follow uh, the Green Hat, you can follow um, the Green Hat FTL on, you know, for the website on to get the code, the story, the menu on Instagram, the Green Hat FTL. eker, um, you want to go ahead and give them your uh, Instagram so they can find you? Absolutely.
2: You can find me at Iker. That's I-K-E-R Ibanez Iker I-K-E-R I-B-A-N-E-Z B A N E Z twelve. Um, that's pretty much my Instagram so you can follow me there or follow the green hat I'm pretty much tagged in all their videos so yeah. you can definitely reach me through there
0: and the code changes every day so every weekend every weekend every weekend every, every weekend, I mean, every weekend yeah. Yeah, yeah so if you have the same code from last week it's not going to work this week
3: Correct. so look
1: for like and
3: the website's thegreenhatbar.com.
1: Thegreenhatftl.com. Yeah. The we green changed hat it. Yeah. yeah. Fort okay. Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. F- and if F- you
0: ask the people who work here mm-hmm. at uh, Extreme for the code, they won't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even know the they place exists. Yes. they like, oh, they don't know what it is. So if you talk to people, they don't know what it is. And Because it's, you... it's a real
3: fucking speakeasy. Yeah, it's a speakeasy. It's a real
0: fucking speakeasy.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: So the only way that you can get it is from the website. <laughs> Because people don't know what the fuck you're talking about, even though they do. If and you only, give a tip, only they might share you,
3: it with your coolest friends, yeah. don't share it with Joe Schmo that loves yeah. beer. You know what I mean? If you
0: if you give the employees like a tip, they'll tell you the code. <laughs> so give them a tip, and they'll, they'll yeah, five dollars at least. Five dollars at least, and they'll give you a, they'll give you the code. <laughs> at that point, they would. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, let me that play worries. this out with something.
2: Why right, we're gonna put music now? We can well, hear you're not gonna
0: hear. Not, you guys are But in hear the hear. final,
1: in the in when oh, you yeah? listen to so, it, you hear. No, this all is live, or you edit it. He, he edit. edit. He'll, he's he edits. gonna edit the parts that I had to like stand up and hit record again. He'll okay. cut those parts out. The full audio uh-huh. will be on Spotify, They're SoundCloud. Yeah. And then the video clips will be on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah.
0: And um, yeah. well, that's been us. Yes. Thank uh, you for having me. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Eager. Thank you for shit, having us in your uh your domicile right here. For So uh, we are <laughs> nah, I must say live. We're not live, but we are in the green hat. I have been Pat.
1: And this is Kev. And this is Josh. <laughs> I'm sorry. This <laughs> is Eager. Reviver Thank you for having me, guys.
0: <laughs> Yes, and uh, we've been us and y'all been y'all. Hope everybody had a ball. Catch you next week or catch you at the Green Hat. Yes. We tend to hang out here a lot. Yes, we tend to hang out here a lot. So just say what's up to us and say what's up to Iker, to too. Yeah, Tell you. He's a fucking conversationalist. I'm not sure if that's an actual word, but it seems like a word to yeah. me. But uh, yeah.
2: Peace. Later, peace.
3: On this, on this, on this,